Sometimes studying the Bible can feel overwhelming and confusing. Grounded in Truth with Janet Dennison will help you learn to study, understand, and apply God's Word to your daily life. His Word is true. And guess what? It's for everyone. So thanks for joining us today as we dive into Scripture together. to the Grounded in Truth Summer Series with me, Janet Dennison. Last week, we wrapped up our study on Ephesians and Paul's reminder to the church at Ephesus of the unfathomable gift from God we have in Christ Jesus and the blessings we receive by standing firm in our faith. This week, we are beginning an eight-week series on personal prayer, which is volume one of a three-volume series titled Studies on Prayer. We'll release the other two volumes in late spring and early summer of 2023. This first series is devoted to our personal prayers. Why did God teach us to pray? The answer is simple, because God is our Father and He enjoys talking to His children. So what can make it difficult at times to talk to our Father and how can we develop a prayer life that draws us nearer to Him? These lessons are designed to guide our prayers and help them become the conversations the Lord wants to have with us each day so He can become that guiding voice for our journey through life. Let's dig into this week's lesson and explore what God wants to teach us about our personal prayers. Welcome to Lesson 1 which I titled, Praying for God to Prosper Our Lives. Why do we ask God to prosper us? In fact, should we ask God to prosper our lives? It was one of the questions I had as a result of reading a book that came out in the year 2000 called The Prayer of Jabez. And I think the careful answer to the health and wealth gospel that became kind of popular during that era was to make sure we defined prosperity correctly. Does God want to prosper our lives? Absolutely. But we have to remember that we define prosperity as Scripture defines it. And so I wanted us to talk about when we bow our heads and ask God to prosper our lives, what are we really asking for? In the Old Covenant, the people were given a land and they were promised that they would have prosperity, um, comforts, food, safety, because God would take care of them with the caveat that it would be necessary for them to obey him and to walk in his ways. And as we know, the people of the old covenant were not always able to do that. And eventually it became the norm for them to not walk in God's ways. And the ways of the old covenant passed to the new covenant. How do we know we're right with God in the new covenant? Because we have the hope of God's Holy Spirit in our lives. We have the promise of eternal salvation through Jesus Christ. And so we pray knowing that God has already prospered our lives as Christians in the best possible ways. 
But there was this book that came out in the year 2000 that was written for Christians by Dr. Bruce Wilkinson. I loved this book. It's a small book called The Prayer of Jabez. And it was fascinating during that time and sold millions of copies because here these verses had been in our scripture our whole lives and hardly anyone had ever paid any attention to them. Why was that? The prayer of Jabez is found in just two verses of First Chronicles. And those books were written to the Jewish people after they had been released from captivity in Babylon. They had come back and the Chronicles were written to provide a history of the Jewish nation so that they would not forget what God had done, both in blessing and in judging through their history. The book talks a lot about praying to God for prosperity, using these two verses, this prayer of Jabez, to encourage Christians to pray, to be successful in their life, to have wealth, to have influence, and to use that for God's good. We want to live a life that is prosperous, but the question is, are we praying for prosperity for our own sake? Or are we praying to be prosperous for the sake of God? And so we look at these two verses from First Chronicles that were written, oh, about 500 years before Christ was ever born. We want to use these verses as a reminder that when we pray for God to prosper our lives, we need to pray wanting God to prosper us for the right reasons. The first nine chapters of First Chronicles are simply a very dry list of names. They are genealogical records of important people throughout the history of the Jewish nation. And they were to be remembered. They were to be extolled as examples for their faith. Hidden in those first nine chapters are these two verses we're going to look at today. But that long list of names that was so important to the Jewish nation, not so much to us today, is one of the reasons why until the year 2000, most of us had never even heard or thought of the name Jabez, let alone the prayer he prayed. Before I begin with Jabez's prayer, I want to remind you of something from the New Testament that is about a prayer for prosperity, a prayer for God to work in our lives. James was writing to Christians who had been forced to flee from Jerusalem, their home, when persecution became really intense in that city. And he wrote to them in chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, saying, you desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. And then this very important statement for prayer. James wrote, you do not have because you do not ask God. He said, when you ask, you do not receive. Why? 
because you do not ask with the right motives. Those verses, as we begin this entire study on prayer, are so important. We pray because we need to ask God things. We need to be in conversation with God about our lives and about his will for our lives. But over all of that is the umbrella that when we pray to God, what we are really wanting is for God to be at work in our lives, teaching us and guiding us in his will. So as we look at these verses from the prayer of Jabez, so important we keep that in mind. The book's premise was that we should pray for God to prosper and use our lives. As Christians, all of us have been given gifts and talents. All of us have been given a circle of influence that we are called to share our faith with. And so this prayer was born out of these two verses found in 2 Chronicles chapter 4. How does this short two-verse prayer of Jabez teach us to pray today? The two verses begin, verse 9 begins, saying, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Remember that song, or maybe you've never heard of it, that Johnny Cash did. The title of it was A Boy Named Sue. And the whole premise of this song by Johnny Cash was that this man had named his son Sue because he wanted his son to grow up tough, knowing how to fight. And he figured if he named his son Sue, he would have to learn to stand up for himself. Well, in many ways, that could be why Jabez was named Jabez. In the Old Testament, so often names were associated with who the person was or an experience about that person. Jabez, we know, was blessable by God. This verse says he was more honorable than his brothers. Jabez was a man of great honor. I wonder if his name hadn't caused him to stand up a little bit more in life to prove himself, to prove his worth, because his name meant one that causes sorrow or pain. And so Jabez took his name and decided to live beyond his name for a higher cause. He was more honorable than his brothers. I love another verse from the book of James. It's verse 516, and it really speaks to our personal prayers about the power that they are to have in our lives. James 516 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. You might have memorized this verse as the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It gets a lot done. I think one of the basic tenets to embrace in this very first lesson on prayer is this. The prayers of a person who is right with God are powerful. When I've had a great need in my life, there are people that I've sent an email to or called and said, I need you to pray. 
I have a circle that I teach Bible with, and we've just finished praying for one of our leader's grandsons who was care-flighted to a hospital, having been in a horrible bicycle accident. We didn't know when we began praying how he would be. He is home, he is well, and he is recovering. And she thanked all of us for praying. There's no way of knowing what God did with our prayers, but all of us that had the privilege to pray know that we were praying the power of God into that situation. Jabez, in verse 10, cried out to God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I may be free from pain. And God granted his request. This is the prayer of Jabez that I wanted us to look at. What does this prayer teach us when we want to pray for God to prosper our lives for his sake? Jabez cried out to God. So often we cry out to others. We cry out to people. If you cry out to other people, make sure you're crying out to them, those people who know how to cry out to God. He cried out to the God of Israel, not just to some obscure power in the world. There is only one God. And he is the God of Israel, Jehovah God. And the prayer was, oh God, would you bless me? May I have your favor in my life. May you use my life for what purpose? To enlarge the kingdom. Jabez wanted God to enlarge his territory, which literally meant, Lord, Enlarge my wealth, enlarge my influence. But why? He wanted God to keep him from harm so that he would be free from pain. He wanted God's hand to be on him. And why did God grant his request? Because Jabez was an honorable man. Jabez wanted God's favor and blessing. He wanted God to enlarge his territory, his wealth, his influence, so that he could live a life that was free of pain. We don't know what pain it was that he was praying over. Was it the pain associated with a name that said he was the source of pain? That's what Jabez meant. What we do know is this that God blessed Jabez and answered his prayer. Why? Because he was an honorable man and because Jabez wanted prosperity for the sake of his influence, his witness to the world, because he wanted people to know his God. The prayer of Jabez when it came out in the year 2000 brought with it a new way of thinking about prayer. Should we pray for God to bless us financially? Yes, if you want to use your finances to enlarge God's kingdom. Use your finances to do great things for God's work. 
Should we pray for the Lord to make us a person of higher influence? Yes. If you want to use your circles of influence and your relationships with those people to help them know that Jesus is your Lord. Our faith exists so that others can glimpse God. It is so right to pray that God would prosper us and bless us and use our lives and our influence so that we can live in such a way as to share Jesus, our faith in Jesus, with others. Proverbs 15 verse 29 says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Is your life so right with God that when you bow your head to pray with him, you're just speaking with him as one who is with you and listening to every word you have to say. The prayers of a righteous person availeth much, and God hears the prayers of a righteous person. So we need to live our lives in such a way that people would think of us as honorable, just like they thought of Jabez as being an honorable person. Jabez prayed for God's blessings because he knew God was the source of all blessing. Jabez prayed for a larger prosperity and a position of influence because he knew God could use his life to draw others into a knowledge of God's kingdom purpose for their lives. He also knew that God's hand would be with him, and he knew he needed God's help, God's prospering, if he was going to be able to succeed in this life. Had God answered Jabez's prayer, his life, his name is listed for all time in our scripture. When they got ready to write down the history of Israel, they wanted to include Jabez's name and his prayer. So yes, did God prosper his influence? Eternally. He's remembered by all of us who don't skim over those first nine chapters of First Chronicles. And we know too that while his name was Jabez, meaning a source of pain, his life under God's blessing and prospering became a life that became a source of blessing to others, hopefully to all of us today. We should pray for prosperity, knowing that we need to pray for prosperity for the same reasons Jabez did. Do we want wealth for personal gain? or to be a blessing in God's kingdom? Do we want personal influence for the sake of our own egos? Or because if people think highly of us, then they may be led to think highly of our Lord. Do we want to overcome something in our earthly lives, like maybe Jabez did? I will say the one name all of us need to be known for is the name Christian, which means little Christ. We should carry that name in our lives as God changing all of those things in our past to something of greater meaning and significance. 
You are, as a Christian, a child of God. You bear his name, the name of his son. So from this lesson, I close with this. It's one of my favorite quotes from a very famous theologian preacher named Charles H. Spurgeon. And I think his words say exactly what I've been trying to teach through the prayer of Jabez today. Spurgeon wrote, Whatsoever leads you to God is a true blessing. Riches may not do it. There may be a golden wall between you and God. Health will not do it. Even the strength and marrow of your bones may keep you at a distance from your God. But anything, anything that draws you nearer to God is a true blessing. May our prayers, the purpose of our prayers, and the purpose of this study be to draw us nearer to God. See you next time. We hope you will join us this fall for our brand new in-depth Bible study, Until the Whole World Hears. We will study verse by verse from the following passages of Scripture, Matthew 24 and 25, the books of Micah, James, 2 Timothy, and 1 John, and Revelation 1 and 22. These books and passages of Scripture are a collection of final moments in the Bible. The words from Christ and other Bible heroes are profoundly important because they are among their last words to people they loved. This study will remind you to use your life and influence to help others receive the gospel message of Christ. One day, Jesus will return and everyone will step into eternity. We hope these lessons will strengthen and inspire you to live your earthly life with God's eternal priorities. This free 20-week study releases online September 26th and includes recorded lectures, a downloadable workbook with commentary and questions for each lesson, and a leader's guide. It is an ideal study to do by yourself or in a small group or large setting. For more information on how to register for this study, go to foundationsbiblestudies.org. We hope to see you in the fall.